Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen. This episode comes from a month-long workshop series diving deeper into the latter six limbs of Patanjali's eight-limb yogic path. If you missed the previous series covering the first two limbs, yamas and niyamas, you can find those recordings in episodes two, four, six, and eight of season one. Good. All right, so... Um... So we have these cards which we'll, we'll use throughout the four-week series. And if you can count, only seven of the eight limbs made it on the cards. So you have one that's handwritten. Uh, we had a, a misprint. Somebody, um, when we were proofreading it, our brains missed one. So um, I wrote them in where we needed it. So just to give you a little background on the eight limbs of yoga, um, and I'm going to just kind of treat it as if nobody knows anything. Um, so the, the eight limbs of yoga come from uh, Patanjali's 196 sutras. So he was a sage that lived, and don't quote me on this because it's very hard to find a, an exact century, but around third to fourth century. And he collected and organized these 196 sutras, which are little verses of wisdom. And the sutras are meant to outline the theory and practice of yoga. Like, why are we doing this? What is the purpose of it? And within those 196, there's like a chapter of it that starts to get into the practice and discipline. And within that is where our eight limbs of yoga come from. So, um, and you'll see on here, We've already covered, if you came last summer, we already covered the first two. If you missed it, don't worry about it. Uh, I've recorded those, and they're on my podcast. But the first two are kind of just your things that you're going to try to avoid to do and things that you want to include in your life. So the yamas being restraints, and we have things like ahimsa, nonviolence, satya, truthfulness, uh, or non-lying, um, asteya, non-stealing. We have brahmacharya, which is like not overindulgence, and then aparigraha, non-hoarding. So things that we want to try to let go of in our lives. And then the second limb, the niyamas, these are things that you want to try to include. So positive duties for living intentionally. So we have saucha, which is cleanliness, santosha, contentment, tapas, which is kind of this fire for learning, svadhyaya, self-study, ishvara, pranidhana, uh, which is like devotion. And if you want notes on those, I can give you those later. Okay. So we're starting to get into the other six limbs, which is what this series is going to be about. Because once we start to get into these parts of the limbs, we're going to talk about asana, which you guys are already familiar with. Those are the postures. Pranayama, which is breath control, you know, the specific breath that we use. And then everything from there on out starts to go a little more inward, a little more inward, a little more inward toward meditation and trying to find enlightenment. All right. So when Patanjali put these verses together, these sutras, a lot of them kind of go in weird ways. And so I'm going to give you different interpretations as we go along this series because they're all written in Sanskrit and they've been translated. So it's kind of like when you get, I don't know, one, one version of the Bible, right, that was written in Latin. I'm very bad at religious history, so don't quote me on this. But we've had different interpretations over the years as it gets translated into different languages. And so... Um, what I'm hoping to do in this series is taking these kind of esoteric concepts and try to make them down to earth and practical 
And this is an open dialogue. So as we go along, if something doesn't make sense, feel free to raise your hand, ask questions, okay? So this is also just a study for us as we start to explore our practice a little more and a little more. So the structure that I'm gonna have for this series is that we'll talk about the terms that we're working through. We'll always include uh, an asana and pranayama practice. And then we'll also get into some deeper discussion, some of these different interpretations, open it up for some dialogue, and then we'll work toward meditation. So there's gonna be a little bit of physical flow, but we're not doing anything strenuous. So if you were hoping for a power yoga session, stick around for 12 o'clock when I'm teaching the vinyasa too. This is gonna be a little more chill. We're gonna stay on soft, fluffy things, get comfortable. Um, feel free to adjust how you're sitting. If your foot falls asleep, don't feel like you aren't allowed to move please move, okay? So use what we have in the room and any props that are out there to get yourself more comfortable, all right? So we're just gonna get seated in a comfortable way and just start to add our breath into the practice, all right? So you can set your things to the side, grab the bolster. You can either have it sitting out sideways. I actually prefer when I'm on a bolster to turn it long ways so that I have it just under my sitting bones a little lift under the seat so that my knees can drop forward, okay? So you can pick out how you wanna do it. You could also use a blanket instead if this is a little too high, um, or have a little blanket underneath if you want some cushion under your feet, okay? Let's just take a comfortable seat, close your eyes, roll your shoulders back, and just start to follow your breath here. So just a simple inhale through the nose. Simple exhale out the nose. What I want you to just notice here is how the body subtly moves with your breath. So you might feel your chest rise, your lungs press against the ribs, and then you'll feel your ribs come back in as you exhale. And just start to notice sensory in the room, so the temperature, humidity on your skin. Start to let the sounds of the outside world soften. So as you establish your breath here, I'm gonna talk about vairagya, which is letting go. And this book that I'm reading from is uh, Meditations from the Mat by Rolf Gates. It is human nature to obfuscate, rationalize, temporize, overanalyze, generalize, minimize. When we make a commitment to our practice though, the obstacles to our progress suddenly come into clear focus. Then we are called upon to practice vairagya. The Tao Te Ching tells us, in the pursuit of knowledge, every day something is added. In the practice of the Tao, every day something is dropped. So it is as we begin to live our yoga. There's a sense of liberation and lightness as we begin to renounce the very things that have held us back. Continue your breath here and see if you can feel a sense of letting go on those exhales. Whether that's letting go physically in the body or letting go of something that's been on your mind or an emotion a lot of times our practice is trying to get out of the way of ourselves. We have a lot of clutter from our lives that are burying us. 
So part of this journey that we're on starts from the outside in, right? Kind of getting rid of those outside layers that we've added as armor, as protection, things that are kind of external judgments, criticisms. So we start from the outside and we start to let those things go so that we can come inward and inward and inward. And then the interesting about yoga is that when we get to the very inside of ourselves and you find your true self, we start to take our true selves and we start to add them back out into the outer layers of ourselves to share out into the world. Take five more breaths with just this even inhale and an even exhale. Three more breaths here. Soften the shoulders. Two more breaths. One more inhale here. We're gonna to start to change the breath. On your next inhale, fill all the way to the top. And we're gonna retain the breath at the top just for a second. And then slow exhale all the way to the bottom and you're gonna retain the exhale out. Inhale. Hold it at the top. Slow exhale. Hold it at the bottom. Just continue this pattern. If you feel stuck anywhere, or if it starts to feel like your body is tensing up from doing this pranayama practice, that's okay. Take a normal inhale and an exhale, and then try to begin again. Notice how your body is reacting to breath retention. Notice how your mind is reacting to this breath retention. We'll take about five more full rounds of breath in this action. Keep the face and the jaw relaxed. About two more rounds of breath here. And then come back to a normal breathing pattern without the retention. Just starting to feel those full breaths nice and easy in and out of the nose. Good. Now flutter the eyes open. All right. Get yourselves comfortable. So notice how your body felt 
as we were working through that. I find that it's, it's really difficult for me to sit still like that. I start to like slump, right? And then you realize, oh, I'm slumping. And then you try to like sit up tall again. And then your head starts to want to nod, right? You might feel sleepy. You might feel agitated. So breath work and sitting quietly with yourself unleashes a lot of stuff that we're holding in. Right, And then it starts to feel like, oh, my skin is crawling. Like You start to notice all sorts of things that you maybe didn't notice before. So asana, when we look at the definition here, sitting comfortably, what we're talking about is having that structure in the body, but at the same time being relaxed. And the whole purpose of doing asana, different postures in the body, is to prepare ourselves for seated meditation. Right? If you think about somebody who's never exercise before, they've never moved their body, they become very stiff, right? If you work an office job and then you just sit at that desk all day, this is probably you at the end of the day, right? You're just like defeated. So we do asana to move through our bodies in different ways, to challenge what we're feeling physically in the body so that our bodies are strong but relaxed enough to sit in meditation. That's why we do asana. Now, the pranayama practice, this breath control, we use different techniques. And so this one that we just did, inhale, retain at the top, exhale, retain at the bottom, is just a simple thing. But the ancient yogis, when they were starting to do pranayama work, they wanted to see what it would do to your sensory system. Right? Um, they would try different breathing techniques of, what if I only hold the breath at the top? and then let it go, and then take another breath in, and then only hold it at the top. What happens if I breathe just through my right nostril, just through my left nostril? What happens if I breathe in and I hold, and you hold for longer than maybe is comfortable, and you get to that like panic stage? What does your mind do? So pranayama is moving that life energy that we have, our prana, through our bodies in different ways. And what you'll find is it starts to make your nervous system activate in different ways. And how David Swanson, he's a Master Ashtanga teacher, how he explained it was, so these ancient yogis would go into caves and they would do all these weird practices. They would do weird retention of breath till they nearly pass out and then they don't eat. And I'm not saying that this is something you should go home and try, but what they did, why they did it was to turn their bodies into like antennas so that everything in your body becomes very sensitive to see what they feel in the universe, what they feel in the air, what they feel when they change something, that your body is so highly tuned and so sensitive that you fully experience it. So we use ujjayi breath as our pranayama when we're doing vinyasa practice. And so even with the breath in different fashions can change heat and cooling, right? So that ujjayi breath in and out of the nose going through the back of the throat, creating a little bit of sound that retains heat in the body. We want that heat in vinyasa practice. When we don't need the heat, and you need something a little more cooling, you can change the shape of your mouth. That's a cooling breath. Cooling breath, right? So just those little ways of changing the breath, again, are just to tune in onto what is happening in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in spirituality, whatever it is that we're experiencing. So really giving that kind of that sensitive tuning. 
So we'll do different asana and pranayama practice throughout uh, the four weeks. For today, let's just get our bodies moving in a way that allows us to sit comfortably, okay? So I'm gonna have you set aside your bolsters and your blankets. We're gonna start by just finding child's pose. And you can take your knees wide or your knees together. If you want a blanket under the knees, feel free to keep that blanket on the mat. And just start to stretch yourself nice and long. Or if you prefer to curl in and start to feel length more in the back body, do that. And we're just gonna find a soft inhale through your nose. And exhale out the nose. Scan through the body here and see where else you might find a little more space. Maybe it's crawling fingers a little longer in front or maybe taking them a little wider. Can you let your shoulders open a little more? If you have your knees wide, maybe take them a little wider so that the belly can hang down between the thighs. Feel the hips get heavy as they press back toward the heels. Stay with your breath here. In through the nose. Easy out the nose. So in general, when we're trying to prepare our bodies for seated meditation, we're gonna move through the spine in all different ways. And we wanna have nice, open and relaxed hips. Let's take about five more breaths here. And see where else you can let go along the spine, allowing yourself to anchor fully into the floor. And take three more deep breaths in. One more inhale here. And now let's take a lateral stretch over to the right. So walk your hands over to the right edge of your mat. However far that you need to go that you can feel length growing through the left side body. You might even stack your left hand on top of the right and then send your left hip back and behind. Feel your breath open that left side body through the ribs, the armpit, all the way to the hip. Two more deep breaths here. Where else can you soften? Where else can you let go? Walk your hands back through center. Let's take it over to the left side of your mat. Go however far that you need to feel length growing through the right side body. Allow your head to fully relax. Hips are heavy. Two more breaths here. And 
walk your hands back through center. Crawl your fingers forward just another inch or two, and then bring your palms together into prayer. We're gonna bend the elbows, taking the thumbs to the back of the head or the neck. If you have room to walk your elbows a little more forward, feel free to take that option. If you even wanna lift the hips and walk the elbows forward, and that gives you a little bit more stretch in the front body, feel free to take that option. Can you feel your breath expand here? Two more deep breaths in. And release your hands back to the floor. We'll come up onto hands and knees. Move through a few rounds of cat-cow from here. Follow your inhale as your belly drops and the chest opens and the chin lengthens forward. Feel the entire exhale move through the body from the tailbone rounding up the spine until your head fully relaxes. And then follow your breath. Use your inhale, lengthen the front line. Exhale, find that curling in. Just take your time moving with your breath. And that breath work here is allowing for energy to move through the body. So we really want to connect the movement with the breath. Take three more rounds here. See if you can exaggerate the motion. Feel the hands press into the floor. Okay. And we'll come back to a neutral spine. And we're just gonna send those hips all the way over toward the left. Just going off center, feeling a little stretch through that left side. You might even walk the hands in the opposite direction. So you're taking hips over to the left, walk your hands over to the right. And bring everything back through center. We'll do the other side. You'll drop the hips over to the right, walk your hands over to the left. One more breath here. And bring everything back through center, hands and knees. And we'll thread the needle from here. Inhale your right arm up to the sky. Thread it underneath that armpit and we'll come all the way to your right ear and your right shoulder into the floor. Feel free to move that left arm if you want a little bit more of a side stretch. You can lengthen the arm. You can wrap that arm behind. Starting to feel a gentle twist in the upper back, some space between the shoulder blade and the spine. Three more breaths here.
Good. Use your left hand to press into the floor. Right arm goes up to the sky. Inhale. Exhale, release your right hand down. Let's go to the other side. Inhale, left arm opens. Exhale, slide it all the way through. Connect into the floor. Find a good option for your right arm. Three more breaths here. Good. Right hand back into the floor. Left arm opens up to the sky. Inhale. Exhale, release. Come all the way forward onto your belly. So we just open the back side of the body. We're gonna open the front side. Okay, you're going to slide your right hand out to the side, left hand into the floor. You're going to roll left hip over right, maybe bringing the foot all the way behind and then relaxing the head. Good pop, whoever that was. Three more breaths here. One more inhale. We'll gently roll back through center. And let's go to the other side. You'll take your left arm out. Use your right hand to press into the floor wishbone. You'll bring your right hip over left. Right foot might stack behind you, opening the left side of your chest. your neck fully relax. Everything that's touching the floor, heavy. Two more breaths in. Bring yourself back through center. Push yourself back to child's pose from here. Hips back to the heels. Take one more breath in. And we'll come back onto hands and knees from here. We're just gonna move through the hips. You're gonna take your right leg back behind you. If you're really close to a wall, you might need to just adjust. From here, we're gonna hug your knee in toward the belly. Keep both hands on the floor. Inhale, we'll extend your right leg back behind. Exhale, knee into belly. Do that one more time. Inhale, extend. Exhale, bring it in. Find your extension one more time, and then we're gonna bend the knee so that the heel goes up toward the ceiling. Yeah. And then we're gonna take this knee out to the right and then drop it down. Just making big circles with your right hip. I'm going to go the other way. 
and then release your right knee. Let's work the other side. Inhale, left heel stretches back behind you. And just feel that balance here first. One more breath in. As you exhale, start to bring your knee in toward the belly. Feel your belly curl in. Good. Inhale, extend it long. Exhale, bring it in. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, curl it. Good. Find your extension one more time. Bend the knee, take the heel up toward the ceiling, and then we'll start to take your big circles. Open it out, drop it down. And we'll take it the other direction. And then we'll set the knee down. All right, from here, we're gonna cross your right knee behind the left. You're gonna walk your feet out wide. Send the hips straight back. And you don't have to go very far, depending on how tight your hips are. So you wanna make sure your hips are going straight back and not swinging over to the left. Use your hands for as much support as you need. You should start to feel the outer edges of your hips stretch. We'll take two more breaths here. And then bring yourself back forward. We'll uncross the legs. Switch to the other side. Left knee behind the right. Walk your feet out wide. When you're ready, start to send your hips straight back. Three more deep breaths here. Soften into the hips. Notice where you're holding tension. One more inhale. Let's bring it back forward and cross the legs. Starting from this hands and knees position, we're gonna slide your right knee to the outside of your right wrist and then walk your toes over toward your left wrist. So we're setting up for a half pigeon. If you want and you're feeling really tight, you could grab this bolster and slide it under so you have some cushion under the hip and then readjust for however far you need this left knee. Once you feel like your hips are pretty level, start to lower, maybe just coming onto the forearms. Or you might stack the fists and bring your forehead down against them. The pigeon is one of these really great poses that you can kind of test whether you are feeling strained or if you're finding relaxation. So one of the definitions in the Yoga Sutras about asana says, asana is perfect firmness of body, steadiness of intelligence, and benevolence of spirit. So we're finding that balance of how much strength and ease that you need without losing that steadiness of your mind. 
and then also being open to whatever you're experiencing. Take three more breaths here. Two more. One more breath in. Good. Gently start to walk yourself back up. Slide that left knee forward so that you've got a little bit of height, and then we'll slide your right knee back behind you. Sit up on the other side. Left knee goes to the outside of your wrist. Walk your toes as close to the right wrist as you can. Feel free to use any props that you need. Adjust for how much space you need for that back knee. Level out the hips, and then decide how low you need to go. So in Western culture, we tend to focus only on asana. We are very superficial people in this side of the world. And what's so interesting is that of those 196 sutras that exist, only three of them touch on asana. That's it. The rest of them talk about how we should live, what we should try to let go of, how do we start to work toward meditation, how do we start to find more light? So when we do do our asana, keep those other things in mind. Otherwise, your physical yoga practice just becomes physical fitness. And there's so much more that this practice can offer besides making us stronger, more flexible. And what I tell my students all the time is, even if you never touch your toes, you can't do a handstand, headstand. None of that matters in the end. Right? You can't take those things with you when you die. So practice in a way that allows you to feel those other parts of the practice that are more important, that are going to have that longevity. They're going to give your practice more meaning. Take three more breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. Okay, let's gently come out of your pigeon. Go ahead and press this all the way up into a downward facing dog. Take some movement through the hips either side. Make these movements gentle. Make them more therapeutic. When you're ready, let's come forward to a seat. We're going to bring the soles of the feet together and let your knees open out. Baddha Konasana. Hands to the feet. Doesn't matter how close or far your heels are. We're going to sit up nice and tall. Here's your inhale. Exhale, take it into your forward fold. Any amount. Lengthening the backside of the body. Find a little bit more space out of the low back, especially if you're starting to feel a little stuck. And see if you can feel, again, that balance of strength and ease into the body. 
Take three more breaths here. Slowly come all the way back up. Go ahead and grab your bolster behind you and we'll keep it horizontally. You're gonna sit in front of it and then you're gonna roll down so that your shoulders come to the floor and I'll let you set up your legs however feels the most comfortable. Good. You know, we've got a lot of space for the chest to open. Relax your arms, however feels right for you here. And feel for your breath. Feel just that little subtle press of the bolster underneath that allows you to expand your lungs a little more. So pranayama is the regulation of the incoming and outgoing flow of breath with retention. Your breath should be calm and deliberate, but flowing without force or effort. Let's come back to that practice of breathing in and retaining and breathing out and retaining the out breath. Again, if you notice that you're getting stuck in your breath somewhere or is it causing panic or something that's changing the breath pattern, take a normal inhale and a normal exhale and then try to come back into it. Give yourself about five more rounds of this pattern of breath.
When you're ready, come back to a normal breathing pattern. And then let's gently roll over to the right, coming into fetal position. You could even keep the bolster underneath you for a little lift of the side body. And from here, using your hands, gently press yourself back up to a seat. So simple cross-legged seat. Let's take some seated twists from here. Inhale, reach your arms all the way up. We're gonna twist over to your right. So take your left hand across to your right knee, your right hand behind you. Sit up tall, inhale. Exhale, find a little more turn. Last breath here. Inhale, bring everything back up through center. Exhale, let's twist to the left. Inhale, tall. Exhale, turn. One more breath here. Inhale, come back through center. Exhale, release the hands. We're gonna take your right arm up to the sky, inhale. Bend at the elbow, bring your fingers over towards your left ear, and we're gonna start to drop your right ear over to your right shoulder. Continue to sit up tall through the spine. So this hand here is just a little added weight. We're not really pulling the head. From here, you might play with tilt the chin down, lift the chin up, just seeing whatever you need on that side of the neck. One more breath here. We'll release the hand and bring the chin all the way through center toward the chest. Keep the shoulders rolling back, head is now heavy. And if you want a little added weight, you could take the hands and lace them behind the head, let your elbows get heavy. Okay, one more breath here. And then release the hands, lift your head back up through center. Let's go to the other side. Left arm up, inhale. Bend at the elbow, fingers over to your opposite ear. We'll drop your left ear toward the shoulder. If you want to play with the tilt of the chin, find what you need to open that side of the neck.
And one more breath here. Release the hand down, bring your chin down towards your chest one more time. And again, if you want to add the hands, you're welcome to take that. One more breath in. And then release the hands, we'll sit back through center. All right, so those are just gentle movements that we can move through the body. And in general, for the spinal health, you want some amount of side bend, right? So we did that from the floor. You wanna have some amount of folding forward opening, and then you want some amount of twisting, right? So those are just to get those kind of kinks out of the spine so that when you can sit up tall, it actually feels like things are stacking. So now see how it feels to sit up tall and close your eyes. Take three more breaths here. Flutter the eyes open. So get comfortable. We're going to talk for just a little bit longer, and we'll start to talk about the next um, limb. So something that I always talk to my kids about is that you can tell how somebody is feeling based on their breath. So a lot of times when my kids are very angry, labored breathing, right? Or that panic like, he stole my toy. So we can tell a lot about how your physical being is and your nervous system is based on your breath. Right? So as we get into your, in your vinyasa classes, as you move through different asana, check in with your breath, because that'll tell you how things are going. Right? Sometimes we get into twists, a really deep twist, like one of those that might add like a bind or something. People stop breathing. So are you sitting comfortably, firm, yet relaxed, calm in the mind, open to the experience? Probably not. If you've stopped breathing, then things aren't moving anymore. So even as we get into harder poses in your physical practice, you have to find a way to breathe. So in those deep types of twists, even though we're constricting what's happening here, your breath can still expand here, it can still expand side, it can still expand into the back body. It might just not come all the way down, right? So there might be some stoppage where your diaphragm is going, but you can still feel the breath move in different ways. Right? We come into something that makes us angry, right? For me, wheel pose. Notice how your breath reacts in those types of poses. So anytime that we're working through the physical body, we still want to keep that breath in and out. That's what's going to keep our, our minds calm. It's going to keep our nervous system from freaking out. So just test that out as you get into your physical practice later. All right. So we're going to talk about where this is going. So these first four limbs are yamas, are niyamas, asana, and pranayama. These are things that are happening more on the external level, right? How we behave with other people, being nonviolent in our words. Cleanliness, cleaning our space, clearing our minds. Those are things that we can do. 
right? How we move through our bodies in asana, how we breathe, pranayama. As we get into the next four limbs, this is where things start to go inward. So this next one, pratyahara, the one that I've handwritten beautifully, sensory withdrawal, right? So we talked about how much clutter that we have in our lives. We feel like we need to dress a certain way. We need to Instagram a certain way. We feel like there's all this like external stuff that we have to live up to. Let's start to strip that away, right? If you guys watched uh, the movie Up, where that dog, squirrel, shiny, right? That's kind of how we are most of the day. You hear the little ping of your phone. Ooh, somebody, there's a notification, there's a text. Right? We are so used to the kind of the sensory that's happening outside of us, sounds, light, movement, that it's really hard for us to go inward. So the first step to start to go inward is the sensory withdrawal. So I'm going to give you a definition here if you want to jot this down. Start to turn inward by resisting or withdrawing from negative thoughts or physical distractions. So I'll say that again. Start to turn inward by resisting or withdrawing from negative thoughts or physical distractions. So step one might just be clearing your space. If you're gonna do seated meditation or even a physical practice at home, clear the space, right? Move the coffee table out of the way. Move the laundry baskets out of the way. If you got kids or pets, move the toys out of the way, right? Do a quick sweep of the floor so that by the time you're seated, you're not going, oh man, there's like dust underneath there. And suddenly you feel distracted and you gotta go get it. Do all the cleaning beforehand. So that's saucha. Saucha is one of our niyamas, cleanliness. Clear the space first. Get rid of the distractions, right? Turn your phone off, or at least onto mute, right? That's okay, you're taking notes. I won't yell at you here. But take those little blings and pings that happen in your, your home or wherever you're gonna practice. Take that out of the picture. Turn off music, right? Sometimes we use music because it adds to the energy of a class. But when we're trying to go inward for meditation, music can sometimes be a distraction. Or if you are going to use music, find something that's very mellow. You can find all of this kind of streaming on Spotify, on Amazon. You can find some that actually say meditation. And it might just be like a weird droning sound with like very little beat. So if you are going to have some kind of sound, make sure that it doesn't become a distraction. Visually, keep the lights dim, right? It's not very relaxing to have a super bright LED light right in your eye. Right, so make it as calming as you can. Close the curtains. Right, make sure the TV's off. Make sure that things aren't going to be flashing at you. So that we can start to take all these other things out of the way. And what you'll notice is that all of a sudden other things become more sensitive. And then again, you start to take some things away. So if you're lying down, you've got the lights down, you have no sound, all of your space is clear, but you have a blanket nearby and it's kind of itchy, or you have like a tag in your shirt and it's starting to bother you, what do you think you're gonna focus on the whole time? That stupid tag, right? So change your shirt, right? Find all the ways that you could be pulled away from your practice and set it aside. It can wait till later, right? Your to-do list, you know, we always talk about this at the beginning of class, Whatever happened before you got to your mat, let that stuff go. Anything that needs to happen afterward, set it to the side. It can wait. Even if your meditation is like five minutes, 10 minutes. And you might get 
agitated if you're starting a seated meditation practice or even a supine practice. You might start getting agitated at like minute two. Man, did I defrost the chicken for dinner tonight? That stuff can wait. <laughs> so clear the space first and then start to take away all those external things. So for pratyahara, you know, you want to see how you're reacting. So again, your body's going to become so attuned to what's happening that your mind is going to start racing. So you want to see how your body is reacting, how your mind is reacting, how you are emotionally reacting to being still and to being quiet and to suddenly have no obligations than to either sit there and breathe or lie there and breathe. And I always think about people who, you hear if they lose sight, somebody who loses sight, whether they're getting older or they were born that way, their other senses become very attuned, right? So think about somebody who's blind, their hearing is so much better. Touch, right? If I tried to read Braille, I don't know if I would have the sensitivity in my finger to read those little dots. They can even sense when somebody comes into a room, right? Suddenly there's somebody else's energy force coming in. They can sense that. So we want to use this practice, pratyahara, the sensory withdrawal, to start to, again, sensitize our bodies, to make ourselves into, like, really sensitive antennas. So we're going to set up for starting to get into this sensory withdrawal in a supine fashion. And how I'd like for you to set up, let's see. We're going to use your blankets as little eye covers, okay? So you're going to set up your bolster, this time vertically. Keep your blanket handy either next to you or behind you. You're going to sit on the, on the mat and bring the bolster up towards your low back. Roll yourself down. Legs can be however you want them. And then just find an edge to the blanket. And I want you to be able to cover your eyes and cover your ears. Make sure you can still breathe. Okay. Make sure that your legs are really comfortable. We're going to be here for a while, and I'll bring you kind of in and out of it. Make sure that your legs are comfortable, that you don't feel any kind of scratchy things or things that might become distractions physically to touch. Give yourself space to get comfortable, too. If it feels better to have your arms splayed out, do that. Right. Establish your breath again. Nice and easy, in and out of the nose. And start from the toes and notice if you're holding any tension there. Let that go. Notice in the ankles if you're tightening or squeezing and let your ankles go. Notice in your calves if they're tightening, feeling tension. Let that go. Notice in the knees, 
Are they lifted or are they relaxed? Let go of tension in your quads so that you can fully relax your kneecaps. Feel the heaviness of your hips as they press into the floor. Allow your low back to rest against the bolster. Feel the subtle movement of the belly as it rises and falls with each breath. Feel for what your belly is pressing against into the lower edges of your ribs. Feel the subtle rise and fall of your chest. Notice if you're holding any tension across the chest toward the sternum and see if you can let that go, letting the backs of your shoulders fall toward the floor. Notice if you're holding any tension in your fingers, in your knuckles, in your palms, in your wrists, and let that go. Relax your forearms. Let your elbows get heavy. Relax your biceps. Soften at the base of the throat. Relax the jaw, keeping a little separation between your top and bottom teeth. Relax your tongue and your lips. Keep the nostrils relaxed so that as you're inhaling and exhaling, there's no constriction there. Soften your cheeks. In the darkness of the blanket over the eyes, what do you notice there? Are there still lingering shadows, lingering shapes, maybe little flecks and specks? Can you hear yourself breathe? Maybe you hear your own heartbeat. Where else can you soften in your body? Where can you allow a little bit more opening so that you can feel everything that you're feeling?
take five more breaths here. We'll gently start to deepen your breath here. Add a little movement back into your fingers, into the hands, into the wrists. Gently slide your eye cover off behind you. And then we'll roll over to the left, coming into fetal position. Just take a few breaths on your side. When you're ready, you'll use your hands and just gently press back up to a seat. So how did that feel? Did it feel a little weird at first? Like you're in yoga class and you've got a blanket over your head. So many things feel muffled, right? Things aren't as bright and clear. Did your mind wander? Did it try to run away? So we are so used to running all the time. If you looked at my schedule, it would look like I never had a moment to breathe or eat or do anything else. It's, everything is packed in. That we have a really hard time figuring out how to slow down and how to stop. So I've got this definition here for Pratyahara that I love. It says, and so with Pratyahara, we begin the practice of meditation, the practice of stopping. Our first moments in meditation are a lot like slamming on the brakes in a car. All sorts of things keep moving, even though the car isn't. And it takes the mind a while to figure out that we are no longer moving and that we are serious about being still. A tussle then ensues as to who will be in charge of the time spent in meditation, the restless mind or the one who has decided to sit. This tussle is the domain of pratyahara, just as there's yoga on the mat and off the mat, there's pratyahara on the cushion and off the cushion. On the cushion, pratyahara is the process of letting go of distraction. It is the twilight place between everyday consciousness and singular pointed concentration. So this process of letting go and kind of being stuck in that middle ground, this is what we're training our minds and our bodies to do with meditation and as we get deeper and deeper into these other limbs is that you're, you're always going to be fighting this. And so you have to teach yourself how to let things calm down, how to let things come inward, how to let things stop. And it's okay that your mind might continue to go because it's a training process, right? 
and you don't beat yourself up about it. Oh man, I really suck at meditation. I hear this all the time. I suck at meditation. I can't sit still. Well, how long did you try to sit still? 30 minutes? Okay, well, <laughs> if you didn't really have a sitting practice to begin with, 30 minutes is a lot, right? I got you guys in, I'd say that was about six minutes. Did it feel like forever? Did you want to like, I know the first few times I tried meditation, I either fell asleep or I got very angry <laughs> because I didn't know how to sit yet. I didn't know how to sit quietly and then not let everything else drive me nuts. It's like asking a child to sit still and quiet at a restaurant. They can't do it. They're used to moving. They're used to touching everything, right? And it took repeated experiences to teach that child till hopefully now as an adult, we can sit still. But even then as an adult, now we have cell phones. How many times do you go out to a restaurant with somebody and they're checking their phone at the same time, right? We, we like that distraction. It makes us feel like there's a wanting, that there's doing, that there's action. And this practice is telling us actually inaction is what we're looking for. So if you felt like we just slammed on the brakes and your mind kept going, and now you're trying to bring your mind back, and then you're like, oh, but I forgot, I, need, I still need to breathe, but breathing makes me feel anxious, and then my body's tensing up, okay, I gotta relax here. It's gonna be a cyclical process, and it's gonna be up and down, and some days are gonna be easier, and some days are gonna feel terrible. But start from this outside layer, right? Clear your space. Start to take away the distractions, get yourself really comfortable so that it makes it a little easier to want to sit or lie down or however you want to set up your meditation. And then the real work happens of trying to quiet everything down. So I'm going to take you guys through about a 10-minute flow. We're going to try to bring all of this together that we've talked about. Does anyone have any questions before we start our slow flow? Anything about the definitions? Anything? It'll probably pop up like 30 minutes after you leave this room. Yeah. Yeah. So pranayama will become a little bit more important at that point. So again, when you, you can tell by your breath when things start to get agitated, right? So if you start to feel that tensing, maybe more labored breathing, come back to that normal breath first. Try to soften your inhale, soften your exhale. And then if you are adding a different pranayama practice, maybe that retention at the top, retention at the bottom, that'll help tell your body we're actually a-okay. Nobody's chasing us. Nobody's trying to kill us. Meditation will not kill me, right? You kind of have to talk yourself down and then bring yourself back to that regulated breath. And the pranayama will bring you back in because it's so related to your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah, breath is super important. Anybody else? And if it pops up later, just find me online somewhere. I'm everywhere. So... Um, you're welcome to ask me questions as they come up later. Okay, clear your space again. We're going to come back to child's pose. We're just going to move through a slow flow. And what I want you to focus on for these next few minutes as we move our bodies is balancing everything that we need for asana, right? Being able to sit comfortably and 
and it's not always actually sitting, but being in the body comfortably firm, pleasant, relaxed position so that you can prepare your body. Notice your breath. And then see if you can take away any external distractions. And for this flow, what I ask you to do also is close your eyes for as much of it as you can. If you need to open your eyes here and there to try to just find your balance or stability, that's fine. But try to keep your eyes closed. Three deep breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. Start to find your way toward downward facing dog. Lift the hips, send them back behind you. Take some movement here as you need. You can pedal out the feet. Spread your fingers wide, feel them soak into the floor. If anyone's having any kind of wrist issues, play with maybe turning fingers out or maybe even coming on to fists. Let your head fully relax here. Shake your head, no, nod your head, yes. Notice in your body where you're feeling strength to be in this pose and then ask everything else that does not need to be strong to relax. Two breaths. One more inhale. And on your next, next inhale, you're gonna roll forward into plank pose, top of a push-up. And again, feeling where you need strength and where you can relax. Three breaths. Two more. One more breath in, start to rock forward onto your tiptoes. Exhale, lower all the way down to your belly. Okay. Point your toes behind, little baby cobra here. Slide your heart forward and through. Elbows stay pointing behind. Okay. Keep the eyes closed as best you can. Just feel the pose. Feel where you're working and where you can relax. One more inhale. Exhale, lower down. Tuck your toes again, inhale, high plank, top of a push-up. Stay here for your exhale. One more inhale. Downward facing dog we go, lift the hips, send your heart back and behind. Good, inhale your right heel high. Step this right foot forward and bring your back knee down. We're going to take a gentle lunge here, hands on top of your right thigh, press your chest open. Okay. Use blankets as you need. Wobble your right foot a little more to the right, give yourself a wider stance to find your stability. Two more breaths in. One more inhale. Okay. And exhale, release your hands back down. Pick up your left knee, step your right foot back and behind. Downward facing dog, send it all the way back. Two breaths here. One more inhale. 
side. Inhale your left heel high. Exhale, step your left foot forward, bring your back knee down. Hands on top of your left thigh, chest open. Yes. Even though you have your eyes closed, you can feel your balance. Your body's telling you. Your legs might be wobbling a little. Move your foot wherever you need it. Your shoulders might be feeling tight. Can you soften them? Two more breaths. One more inhale. Release your hands down. Go ahead and pick up your back knee. We're going to walk everything over to the long side of your mat. Make your feet parallel. So wide legs toward the long side of your mat. Okay. Take an inhale for length, heart forward, and then an exhale to fold in. Place your hands where you need them for balance. With the eyes closed, can you feel the outer edges of your feet working into the floor? Can you feel where the weight is between your heels and your toes? Can you relax from your low back to the top of the head and feel length grow through the spine? Two more breaths here. One more inhale. Good. Inhale, lengthen. Keep your left hand down on the floor somewhere, or you could use your bolster if it's handy. We're going to open your right arm to the sky. Just a gentle twist here. Feel how the twist just changed the balance just a little bit in the feet and how your body reacted to stay balanced. One more breath here. Release your right hand down. Let's go to the other side. Inhale, left arm opens. Can you feel your body stay long through the spine, long through the legs? Two more breaths. One more inhale. Release your left hand down. Stay low to the ground. Crawl your way back toward the front of your mat to the left. And we'll step your left foot to the back of the mat. If you want a vinyasa, you can take one. If you want to come straight to down dog, we'll meet there. And then from your downward facing dog, walk your hands to the back of the mat. Gentle forward fold at the back. You can soften your knees. Grab opposite elbows or lace the hands either behind the head or the low back. Find some movement here. Just test the balance as your eyes are closed. One more breath in. And then release your hands back down. We'll walk them all the way back forward. And then set your knees down, and we'll sit on to the heels. Okay. Okay. So how did that feel with eyes closed? Right? I think we rely so much on our vision when we move through a physical practice that it's sometimes interesting just to try moving with your eyes closed. Right? Suddenly you have to really rely on your hands and feet or whatever's touching the ground to tell you where your balance is and how you need to adjust. 
you can take that into your vinyasa practices as well. If you ever feel like you're relying too much on looking at what other people are doing, looking at what the teacher is doing, instead see if you can listen into your body because your body will tell you so much more than what a teacher can see from the outside. All right, let's set up for final shavasana. Options here. You might come back onto that bolster along the spine. You might take your blanket, roll it up, and bring it under the knees, either legs long, or maybe a little bit of Baddha here. Find something that'll let you be comfortable for the remainder of our session. So even here, as we come into Shavasana, our corpse pose, there's a lot of practice of stopping, of stopping our minds from wanting to wander, from wanting to run away. And then the breath becomes more relaxed in your Shavasana. We're no longer doing a very controlled breath that you would normally do during a moving practice or in our pranayama work. The same kind of principles with pratyahara can come in here, our sensory withdrawal. The things that are happening in the physical body become less prominent. Instead, finding full rest here, a complete letting go. Let's take three deep breaths to cleanse it. Inhale through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Again, big breath in. Open release. Last one, inhale. And exhale.
bring awareness back to your breath. Invite small movements into your fingers and into your toes. Circle your wrists and your ankles. Reach your arms overhead, take a full body stretch, yawn, move your jaw around. Draw the knees in toward the chest. Let's roll to the right, coming into fetal position. Give yourself a few breaths on your side. Keeping the eyes closed, gently press up to a comfortable seat. Bring the palms together at heart center. And let's seal our practice with a single om. First, take a full breath in. Side out. Inhale to chant. Namaste. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Next week, we'll tackle Dharana. The week after, Dhyana. Last week, Samadhi. Um, so hold on to these cards if you're planning to come back. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions between now and the next time I see you, just let me know. Thanks for listening to Finding Drishti Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about me or my teaching schedule in Austin, Texas, please visit findingdrishti.com.